Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Alright, so thank you for tuning in to talk about the biggest episode of the 97. And uh, this episode, I know it's been a little bit of a break once again. Sorry about that. But um, I tried. It's okay, okay. Let's rewind real quick. Last episode I did, you may remember, I did my first round mock draft. Uh, I tried to do an episode for rounds two and three and the rest of the draft, but the audio wasn't that great, so. Whatever it is, we're here now. So, instead, what I'm going to do is just take a look at the draft one last time. And I guess give you the picks that I liked, some that had me scratching my head, and some that I think may be perfect picks. So, we'll do that. Put a bow on the draft once and for all. That way, we can move ahead because um, if you don't know, well, Wednesday night at eight is scheduled release uh, time. I believe you can watch that on let's say ESPN. I want to say NFL network, maybe ABC. I don't know, but I think you can watch it on Amazon prime as well. Since Amazon and NFL, you know, are now partners basically because uh, they signed a deal uh, a couple of weeks ago. To bring, you know, more NFL programming to Amazon and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think you can watch it there as well. But anyway, so we're going to do schedule release. Uh, the next episode, I'm going to record after that, of course, and give you the, I guess, games and the dates that I'm going to circle on my calendar as big games that I would need to watch. And I'll let you know my thoughts about all that. And then... I guess after that, we'll probably table NFL talk for a little bit, unless if something big happens, then of course I'll have to talk about it, but we will jump it into, I guess, NBA mode, because the playoffs, well, the play-in tournament starts next week, and then playoffs start, I think, next weekend, so definitely talking about that. And also, want to talk about some NHL playoffs as well. Uh, haven't talked a lot of NHL on here, and I think I've said it on here before, but I do watch NHL because I've got to admit it is kind of it is pretty entertaining. Um, plus, I'm from Boston, so hockey was big up there. So, watched up there. Continue to watch the Bruins down here. So. And for those of you who don't watch hockey, I guess before the playoffs start, I'll give you reasons why, if you don't watch hockey, you should. I'll do that for you guys. And then, um, 
I guess I'll try to guess how I believe the the NHL playoffs will go and pick a Stanley Cup champion. I'll do the same in the NBA. And then we'll kind of just ride out NBA, NHL for a little bit. And um, I guess touch on some MLB as well. Like I said, NFL, after these next couple of episodes... We'll be done with it for a little bit. I will come back to it every once in a while. So say all that. Just say uh, thanks for tuning in. Like I said, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give you my review of the draft. And yeah, get you ready for a schedule release. So once the schedule release comes out, now we can really start getting ready for next NFL season, which I'm excited for, I think. Uh, things going to be a lot of storylines to, you know, watch and cover and all that. So definitely happy for that. But, um, but yeah, so hopefully you guys are doing well. And hopefully you'll enjoy this episode. Um, wherever you are listening to this, you can go ahead, hit like, subscribe. You can leave a review, whatever. Follow if you want to follow me on Twitter at Chomping Podcast. And as I said before, I've become more active on Twitter, so definitely worth a follow. So um, let's go ahead and get into this uh, NFL draft. So first round, I remembered, I talked about how um, I didn't think, well, so my quarterback ranking uh, basically the quarterbacks went in the order I thought except for let's see we had Trevor Lawrence go number one overall everybody knew that I mean Jacksonville basically let them be known once they knew they were getting the first first pick overall plus we all knew Trevor Lawrence was going to be the number one pick so nothing weird there uh, Zach Wilson went number two to the Jets. We all knew that. That was a foregone conclusion. And then after that, the draft really started. And three, which if you remember when I was doing the mock draft, I penciled in Mac Jones because of all the reports were supposedly that's who they were going with, even though I didn't really believe it. But I thought the Niners were moved up to three to take Pitts. They didn't. They took Trey Lance, which... Surprise some. Um, for me, I guess I understand because, you know, they have Garoppolo there still. So drafting Lance, who's probably a year away, makes it so that Garoppolo can play this year. If he does well, fine. If not, then Lance, I guess, will be ready for the following year. Um, then after that, we didn't have another quarterback taken until 11 when the Bears moved up from I think 20 or something to 11 to take Justin Fields and great move for them because they needed a quarterback for sure and sitting at 20 with only Fields and Mac Jones left on the board they couldn't take the chance because uh, I mean you knew Patriots at 15 may take a quarterback but even after that you had Washington at 19 who most likely would have taken a quarterback there. So 
Chicago jumped up to take fields, which left Mac Jones on the board for the Patriots at 15. And because, like I said, Patriots fan for me, I like the pick. Um, I got to admit, I was a little shocked that the Patriots even took him there. Because my thought was they're going to take a quarterback like the second or third round. Go with, you know, like a linebacker or something here in the first round. But Jones was there. They took him. And, I mean, his best attribute is what Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick loves the most. Accuracy. So, seems like a good fit there. Now, the question is, will he start next year or spend the year sitting behind Cam? We'll have to see. But... Uh, that was it for the quarterbacks in the first round. Um, then, uh, Falcons at four. I know that was a interesting pick that people were looking at. I knew they were going to take Pitts, the tight end out of Florida. I thought that they may take, you know, one of the corners there or something like that. Cause they need secondary help, but you know, Pitts is a guy who plays tight end. Well, he lines up at tight end, plays like a wide receiver. So, I mean, that combination is a little too good to pass up for Atlanta. So I understand why they took him. Once again, I kind of wish they went defense, but I get it. So if they do move on from Julio at some point, maybe trade deadline or before the season at least you have another weapon there who can kind of replace him with Ridley and Hurst and the guys there so if not you'll have Ridley and Jones on the outside and then you'll have Hurst Pitts down the middle of the field so plenty of options for Matt Ryan Um, and I guess we'll just go into it hoping that maybe the with a different uh, voice on the staff. Maybe the defense can play up a little better. But clearly going to lean on the offense. So. Um, after that, it went back-to-back on wide receiver. I know I talked about wide receiver before the draft. As there were a few dynamic ones who I thought would go early. And three wide receivers went in the top ten. I thought Waddle was going to be the first one to go, but Cincinnati on the clock at five, you already had Joe Burrow. So Jamar Chase goes there because they had that connection from LSU. I thought the Bengals were going to go offensive line because, I mean, Joe Burrow literally just got hurt and was scrambling for his life even before that. So I thought they'd go with one of the big tackles there, but they went wide receiver, which I understand they lost A.J. Green. A.J. Green had been hurt anyway. But now they replaced them with Jamar Chase. So with the connection with Burrow, could be dynamic. Maybe with Chase, they try to go with a um, quick passing offense just to get the ball in his hand. Maybe they do that to protect him a little bit. But like I said, I thought they were going to go tackle. They went with Chase. So once that happened, the Dolphins went Waddle where believe that's what I had going there because I thought Waddle was going to be the first one off the board and with the Dolphins they've committed to Tua but you have to get Tua wide receivers to really show whether or not he can play 
So I like the Waddle pick. Waddle was my favorite wide receiver. He's dynamic in the receiving uh, with the kick return and punt return game, which makes him more valuable. And then as a wide receiver, I mean, he's dynamic as well. Some questions about the ankle injury and how he'll, if he'll lose a step or not, we'll have to see once the season starts. But, um, yeah, and then 10 was Devontae Smith. So that was kind of your big three in the wide receiver ranks. He goes to the Eagles. Eagles always need wide receiver help. You know, they've moved on from Carson Wentz. They are now, I guess, the Jalen Hurts era. Although we'll have to see, you know, how, how much of a, how much wiggle room they give him to make the mistakes that he's going to obviously make his first full year as the starter. But I've been getting Devontae Smith, Smith, Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, that's a good first step. Gives him a primary weapon on the outside. And then now they can put the other pieces of that offense together. Hopefully, you know, get some more out of the defense. And who knows? In that division, maybe the Eagles can make some noise and win it. We'll see. Um, Like I said, uh, Hurts, I mean, not Hurts, Fields, Justin Fields went 11, Mac Jones went 15. The Broncos were a team that many thought would take a quarterback. They ended up going corner and took Pat Sertan, the second, who was the second corner off the board because the pick before them with Carolina, J.C. Horn went. Um, And then after the draft, I guess we kind of stood why they didn't go for quarterback because supposedly Denver is in on the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. I know I talked about that in a couple episodes before, how Aaron is, I guess, displeased with Green Bay right now. Don't know if the team's going to, you know, move him because he's, you know, grumpy or whatever you want to call him. So definitely something to watch out for for the rest of the offseason. See if he does start the season in Green Bay or if he's somewhere else. Reports are he wants to be out west. So, uh, you know, Denver's in play. The Raiders are in play. There's even some talk of like Aaron Rodgers for Russell Wilson swap. I don't see that happening. And maybe the Niners are in play. I don't know. We'll have to see. So I think he's going to be in Green Bay. I think this is all just a show for him to, I don't know, get something out of them. We'll see. (sighs) Other picks. Cowboys surprisingly moved down to 12 because they originally had the 10th pick. They moved to 12. They took Micah Parsons there. Uh, And Parsons has, I don't want to call him like red flags, but he, I mean, that's the word the NFL uses. So we'll say he has small red flags based off maturity and all this kind of stuff. He had some little issues at Penn, Penn State with like harassment or hazing or something like that. But I mean, it's NFL now. We'll have to see. I'm sure he should be fine. Um, 
I mean, apparently, that's the guy Dallas wanted. They moved down a couple spots to get him. So, I mean, it's fitting because Sean Lee retired. I mean, he was oft injured, but he was a big part of their linebacking core. But once he retired, linebacker was a big need. They took the, I guess, consensus number one linebacker in Parsons. So, seems like a good pick for them. Um, Chargers went tackle Rashawn Slater. Makes sense. You have Justin Herbert. Build up the line and give him more time. He's not the most mobile guy. So you keep him upright. He can make plays with his arm as he's shown last year. So I thought that was a really good pick for them. Jets with their second pick. Took the guard out of USC, Vera Tucker. I mean, they got Zach Wilson at number two. Gave him an offensive lineman at 14. Smart there. So, two good picks for the Jets. Already talked about Mac Jones. Um, I guess the real question of round one was the Raiders taking Alex Leatherwood tackle out of Alabama. Most people thought he was going to go in the second round. But the Raiders took him middle of the first round. I mean, it's not even like they traded down to take him or something like that. They sat there at 17 and took him. So interesting to see how his rookie season goes. I'm going to be picked in the middle of the first round. You have to come in and be, you have to be pretty dynamic. We'll have to see if he lives up to it. I mean, if he's a guy who struggles, then that's really going to look bad on Gruden and Mayock and those guys over with the Raiders because there was plenty of names on the board there but they went tackle so see how that works out for them um picks in the first round so I did talk about running backs I did not think Run, uh, running back was going to go in the first round. I mean, I did name two guys who one did. It would have been Najee Harris at Alabama or Travis Travis Etienne, Clemson. But uh, I guess for 2021, the draft was going to be unpredictable. Both of them got in the first round. Uh, Harris went to the Steelers in 24, which I guess makes sense because the Steelers do need a running back, especially... With Big Ben, you know, his skills are eroding year by year. Uh, what was the running back that was there? The guy out of Pitt. Like his name is like right there in front of my head. Connor. James Connor. I think he left a free agency, I want to say. So Harris would automatically be the day one starter there. And we saw him in Alabama. He... I mean, for a big guy, at least that's what he looks on TV. Very agile. He jumps over defenders. He can run past defenders. He can run them over. So I think he'll play well in Pittsburgh. But we'll have to see if he can take some pressure off Big Ben. because That's going to be the biggest thing for them. And then Jacksonville, with their second first round pick, took Etienne, the pick right after. Which, I mean, you got Trevor Lawrence. You bring in his running back, uh, Etienne, at 25. Urban Meyer is 
How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I mean, I guess we can see what Urban Meyer is doing down there. You know, he got his quarterback, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Etienne is a guy who can be... Kind of like Percy Harvin, who Urban Meyer had at when he was at Florida. And Percy Harvin was a guy who would catch passes as a wide receiver. They would line him up in backfield and run the ball with him sometimes. He was a kick returner. He was a punt returner. He did all that. Etienne can do all that as well. So maybe that's his vision for that. Um, and then post-draft, I guess as of this week, it looks like Tim Tebow. They signed him to a one-year deal. To be a tight end. Uh, I guess I can get into another episode or whatever, but um, interesting to see if Tebow even makes the team. What kind of, uh, I guess, publicity will he get for this? I mean, he hasn't been in the league in nine years. Back then, a lot of people wanted him to switch positions. He said he was a quarterback, but now, I guess, after his MOB career fizzled out and he retired. I guess he's ready to be a tight end. So let's see if he makes the team. If he does, what kind of impact does he have? I guess interesting stuff to look out for there for offseason training camp as well as preseason. You know, see what he looks like. Um, talked about Aaron Rodgers. So I thought his whole little hissy fit was because he wanted a wide receiver in the first round. Green Bay, I guess, heard that, and I guess when their pick came around, they went ahead and drafted Eric Stokes, a corner out of Georgia, so no wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers. I guess he can continue to cry about it, even though, uh, as I was talking to somebody, you know, Brady went all those years with Belichick not taking a first-round pick. For a wide receiver, he made it work. Uh, I mean, Gronk was a second-round pick. Hernandez was like third round. Um, they traded for Randy Moss. Edelman was what a sixth-round pick or undrafted guy. So, yeah, but I mean, Brady just went on a win. I was drafted Garoppolo as his replacement, third round. He just continued to play well, kept Garoppolo off the field. For Rodgers, they drafted Jordan Love, and he has not been able to let that go since then. But he is what he is. 
I said, I could do a whole episode on Aaron Rodgers, give you all my thoughts on him. Maybe I'll do that later down the line. I don't know, but I'm not going to take up too much time on this episode about him. So let's keep it going. Uh, let's go look at second round. Second round, we saw Patriots moved up to Bar- Barmore, the defensive tackle out of New out of Alabama. So once again, they doubled up on Alabama again, and Barmore. Some thought he was going to be a first round pick, and others thought that. And some of those people thought that was going to be high. I feel like taking him in second round is fine. I remember, I think he won MVP of the national title game last year. So the talent is there. There's been some questions about, I guess, his motor and his commitment and all this kind of stuff. Now, I'm sure Belichick is the type to get that out of him. And if he shows that he's not, you know, down for uh, being a great football player, you know, Belichick has no issue Moving on from a second round pick. He doesn't care. So, But from all reports, Barmore dedicated to football. Happy to be in New England. So we'll have to see what happens there. On that defense, he would be playing a big role as a run stuffer. And with the ability to get to the quarterback right up the middle. Which is, which is great for every defense. Um... Uh, Sante Samuel Jr. go to the Chargers at 15. It's just crazy that, you know, I watched, I guess, his dad play for New England years ago. What was that? I believe he was there for the two Giants Super Bowls or maybe the first one. He was there for one of them, at least one of them. So, But now to see his son get drafted it's just crazy to me but um, like I said going to the Chargers Chargers need secondary help they got a good corner hopefully that helps out them on the back end and you know with Herbert in that offense maybe the Chargers are a team to watch in the uh, AFC West of course we're going to uh, prohibitively put Kansas City has the division winner, possibly top seed in the AFC, but I think there's room there, at least in the bottom of the playoff picture, for the Chargers to make make maybe a little quiet, sneaky move into the bottom of the playoff picture. But we'll see. I mean, I like what they're doing there. I like Herbert a lot. And they still have Keenan Allen, who... I think is a top mm, maybe five receiver in the league so good things going there mm. other big moves <clears throat> Cleveland took Jeremiah Wusu Karmoa second round number 52 I believe in my mock draft I actually had the Browns taking him in the first round so got the team right wrong round but 
count as a win, in my book. So, uh, Karamoa is a guy who... I watched some YouTube videos on him. I mean, he is a guy that when when the ball snapped and he diagnoses where that ball is going, I mean, he is like a laser-guided missile to the ball. He's a great hitter. When he hits you, you're going down. Uh, I think he's got the agility and the quickness to play a little bit in coverage, but where he'll make the most of his plays is probably like a delayed blitz up the middle on quarterbacks. Screen passes, he'll be there to blow it up, make a play on the ball. And maybe like quick passes over the middle, he'll be able to react quickly, pick some of those off. But like I said, he's a you know down-in-the-box guy. The run gets stretched out. He can cut it off, taking the right angle, knock the running back down for a loss or at the line of scrimmage. Um, the secondary is good. He's the guy who will, I guess, rack up coverage sacks. So, very, very versatile defender. Love that pick for Cleveland. Um, I think he'll fit in perfectly there. He could be... I mean, they had Jamie Collins for like a year before he went back to New England. I think Caramoa could be the same mold. So, good pick for them and in the second round, nonetheless. Um, Kyle Trask was the first quarterback from that second group to be taken, and he was taken last pick in the second round by Tampa Bay, which... Guess makes sense. You know, Brady is 40. I don't even know anymore. What is it? Like 48. Okay, he's probably not that old. He's probably like 46. I don't know. But I believe he's under contract for another couple of years. So in the meantime, Trask can sit behind Brady, really learn the NFL game. And then hopefully when Brady is ready to hang it up, they can have a seamless transition into Trask. I mean, Trask played with Pitts, so they had a pretty good year, I'd have to say. Ultimately, Florida didn't make the uh, college football playoff. I believe they finished number six, maybe. And we all know college football playoff is four. So, you know, back then I did say they deserved to be there because Trask had a good year. Pitts had a great year. The defense was pretty good but ultimately they ended up thinking a new year's bowl so and trask i mean trask had a great year like i said he's not mobile in any way he's a pure pure pocket passer but um interested to see i guess in a couple of years what he looks like on tampa bay i did like the pick so uh, moving on I guess the round three. I don't know if there's any real picks that caught my eye in round three, but we'll see. Kellen Mond, next quarterback in that second group. Went early in the third round, went to Minnesota. I think it's a good place for him. 
uh, Kirk Cousins is there. He can learn a little bit from Kirk Cousins. And maybe he can challenge Kirk for the job there. You know, Kirk Cousins hasn't set the world on fire. He's been average, I guess. Kind of seems like Kirk Cousins is your typical, you know, leads the team to 7-9, and and 8-8, maybe 9-7. If you're lucky, the ball bounces your way once or twice. And... You know, Minnesota has, uh, who's their coach? Zimmer, defensive guy. Defense is probably say average with potential to be above average. And I do think that they're probably dynamic quarterback play away from making some noise in the NFC playoffs. So hopefully, you know, Mond, maybe by the end of the year, steps up, takes the job and gives them a different dynamic as a guy who can scramble around, he can make plays with his feet, arm pretty strong, so that's good, we'll have to see can Cousins hold them off for this year, next year we'll have to see well ultimately I think it's a good spot for Kellen Lawn to go the pick right after the Texans take Davis Mills quarterback out of Stanford we all know they have the Deshaun Watson story to deal with um, I think the majority of people understand that Watson's probably played his last game in Houston with all the legal issues and all that which I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens with that but good chance he ends up on the uh, commissioner's exemplist to start the year maybe he spends the whole year there uh, I don't know. We'll have to see if that's the case. They're going to need a quarterback. And Davis Mills is a guy who probably did the most to benefit himself after college football season. Um, I think his pro day really impressed a lot of people. And from that, he, I guess, shot up um, some draft boards a little bit. So, Yeah like that pick there in the third round then some other guys say of guys you've probably heard of I mean maybe the name of the draft the Raiders took a guy in the third round named Divine Diablo which I mean think about that that's about all I know about him. I can't say that I've uh, watched them play a lot of Virginia Tech, but the name caught my eye, so I guess we'll see if he contributes. We'll see what else. What else? Oh, I guess for my Boston people, Dolphins took uh, tight end Hunter Long from Boston College in the third round, so. There was a local flair to that. I watched some BC games, Hunt Along. Very good tight end. I mean, they already have uh, Gesicki, Miami, who I think is a free agent following next year. So maybe this was a pick in minds of that if that if those negotiations don't go well. At least they have Long there to, to fill in once he moves on. 
Um, Green Bay in the third round gave Aaron Rodgers help. They drafted a wide receiver out of Clemson. Amari Rodgers, no relation, of course. But, hey, he got a wide receiver. Maybe his kicking and screaming will be dialed down just a little bit. Even though he's played with Devontae Adams, who I've said, arguably best wide receiver in the league. You want to tell me he's two or three? I can listen to that. Got no problem. So, if Amar Rodgers can fill in across the field from him, maybe Aaron Rodgers can learn to live in Green Bay. What else? What else? What else? Right after that, nothing really. Really big names. Uh, Patriots took Ronnie Perkins, who I remember him at uh, Oklahoma. Sure, you know, Belichick will find a spot for him. When the pick was made, I was a little surprised. But like I said, he'll either push somebody who's currently on the roster, maybe to step their game up, or if one of them stumble, I feel like Perkins is a guy who could take over because he does bring, as an edge rusher, the ability to get to the quarterback. And that's basically the name of the game for defensive line front seven these days with these offenses if you give them too much time I mean pretty much all of them are able to put up major points on you so let's see what happens with Perkins let's um, backtrack the Falcons took an offensive lineman which I liked their offensive line could use some help he was a tackle so maybe he can I guess force Jake Matthews over to the right side, maybe, or, you know, maybe if he can't handle him being there, then maybe Falcons move on from Jake Matthews. I don't know. We'll see, but I like them going offensive line there. Um, I might do it for the big names in the third round. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Introducing Carvana Value Tracker, where you can track your car's value over time and learn what's driving it. It might make you excited. Whoa, didn't know my car was valued this high. It might make you nervous. Uh Uh-oh, market's flooded. My car's value just dipped 2.3%. It might make you optimistic. Our low mileage is paying off. Our value's up. And it might make you realistic. Mm, Car prices haven't gone up in a couple weeks. Maybe it's time to sell. But it will definitely make you an expert on your car's value. Carvana Value Tracker. Visit Carvana.com to start tracking your car's value today. I mean, at this point, 
fourth round. Fourth round is kind of the part of the draft where teams start kind of going off the rails. Maybe they go smaller schools or, you know, someone takes a kicker, probably a kicker. For the most part, punters, punters really go very end of the draft or undrafted. But, um, yeah, well, we'll have to see. Because fourth round, we had guys like Jabril Cox went to the Cowboys. Linebacker at LSU, so the Cowboys doubled up. Took Parsons first round. Got Jabril Cox in the fourth round. I mean, what's there to say? He went to LSU, so clearly competition was there. His production was there. So, I guess for the Cowboys, between Parsons and Jabril Cox, hopefully they'll find superstar talent between one of them and maybe the other one is your very good you know middle of the field quarterback who can make plays maybe the two of them form a dynamic duo in a year or so here so like I said we'll see we will see Um, other than that Well, the Panthers took a running back, Chippa Hubbard. Once again, if you watched college football like I did, you remember he's the Oklahoma State running back who early on in the season threatened to not play because, you know, the coach, Mike Gundy, said something that, I guess, offended a lot of the teammates. And, you know, he's was very vocal about he didn't really want to play there you know if he didn't declare for the draft I think he was thinking about you know entering the transfer portal and all that but he did probably have to wait a year so I think that pushed his decision to go pro and I mean he had a very productive college career now being in Carolina you already have McCaffrey there and if Hubbard can be, if you know, maybe not just a third down back because McCaffrey will play some series where he plays first, second, and third down. Maybe Hubbard's a guy who can be out there with McCaffrey. Give defenses another element to think about. Maybe he, you know, backs up McCaffrey, and is McCaffrey's, uh, I guess, reserve guy to give him a breather. And I mean, even though McCaffrey's dynamic on third down, maybe Hubbard is a guy who takes some of those third down snaps because you know McCaffrey did get hurt this past year, and the last thing they'll need is for him to continue to get hurt as um, yeah, for everybody watching him, he's very productive. So. See what's going on there, because, you know what I mean, McCaffrey coming back from injury. They just got Sam Darnold from the Jets. Now they have Hubbard back there. They still have uh, Robbie Anderson as the wide receiver. 
Oh. I think Carolina's slowly, slowly getting there, building something to be excited, excited about for the future there. And in that division, there's been some turnover, you know. Saints, Drew Brees retired. Have to see what Winston can do. Will it be Winston and Tyson Hill? How does that dynamic work this year? And yeah. So oh, Hubbard like the pick there. After that, we got. I mean, the Saints in the fourth round took Ian Book, quarterback out of Notre Dame. I kind of thought Book was going to go later than that, but the Saints, you know, now you add him to the quarterback room with Jameis Winston, Tyson Hill, or is it Taysom Hill? I keep calling him Tyson. It's Taysom Hill, sorry. And, I mean, ultimately, he won't see the field this year unless the two of those guys get hurt. I don't know if he's their quarterback in the future, but he's a guy that they're going to bring in if he could maybe outplay Taysom Hill then maybe he just becomes Winston's backup Taysom Hill goes more into the I guess roulette wheel role where depending on the game you could see him backfield you could see him wide receiver you could see him slot receiver you could just see him all over the field and that's the big thing today's NFL position versatility is key so, uh, of course, I'm gonna take some hill, not Ian Book, but yeah. Then ultimately, once you get into the fifth round stuff, I mean, not really expecting much from guys in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. They're more special teams type guys, or filling out a depth chart that kind of stuff and pretty much see that with every pick here it's guys that probably you know bring a certain skill set that teams will look to exploit and put into their game plan I mean, Sean Wade went 16th in that round 160 overall to Baltimore Sean Wade was a guy who I think if you I guess if you checked for him I think not, not this past year but the year before that he was probably top 10 top 15 uh, he was probably, probably that high as a prospect kind of fizzled out later into his Ohio State career I believe he I think he dealt with an injury or so so because of that, slips to the fifth round. I mean, Baltimore, probably the best place for him to go. With Baltimore being, I guess you could say, defensive-centric. I mean, a lot of their coaching staff is kind of defensive-minded. Offensively, they rely on you know Lamar Jackson's ability to move around the pocket, to run, run past guys with his legs. Maybe Sean Wade. Yeah, Sean Wade. Maybe he fortifies the secondary for them. And maybe they're able to get over that hump in the playoffs. 
Once again, as a fifth round pick, he's not going to be going into Baltimore with a lot of expectations, but if he can recapture his early form in Ohio State, could be a steal for them. Um, yeah. No real big names in the fifth round. Sixth round is probably going to be even less big names, so maybe this is just a good spot to wrap this up yeah I think so six seventh round nothing too important there although seventh round Belichick finally took a wide receiver they took a guy out of UCF Trey Nixon that's the name in believe he was there for those UFC years a couple years ago where they were really good I think they were like a top 15 team in the country offense is pretty much unstoppable so maybe he's a guy who could shake up the wide receiver depth chart Um, you know we all know Nikhil Harry has struggled there past few years maybe Nixon's presence pushes hair to be better or if Harry sees uh, I guess Nixon's ability and he crumbles from it then uh, at that point he will be a legit bust and it's tough to see because he was a first round pick when the Patriots made the pick I did like the pick so <sighs> it would be tough to see him move on without really being able to contribute on a regular basis. But, um, but yeah. The rest of these picks in the sec- sixth and seventh round. I mean, we don't have to go into all that. So, yeah. I guess just to wrap it up, first round, crazy unpredictable. Most of the draft was, if you watch the draft on TV, um, the atmosphere in Cleveland was phenomenal the team specific fan bases wherever they were located out on the floor or whatever each one of them was into it they were rowdy some were booing as you know some of the team representatives went up, to, went up there to announce picks I know it was that Jacoby Jones went up there for Baltimore the Cleveland fans booed him I thought that was a great moment uh, you know the annual boo of Roger Goodell to start the draft off Love that. I didn't really pick up on the whole gimmick with his couch being on stage. I I think they could have done without that, but all in all, I thought the draft coverage was great. Um, can't remember where the draft is next year. I want to say it's Vegas because Vegas was supposed to have it last year but missed out with the whole virtual one so I think they're getting it next year as a makeup so we'll have to see I'm sure Vegas will be another great great crowd but yeah hopefully you liked who your team drafted if not you know maybe maybe they'll unexpectedly do better than you thought I guess that's the most positive I could give you at that point uh, like I said, wrapping up the draft here. Still have some NFL topics to talk about because I will talk about 
schedule release after well Wednesday. Still want to talk about these retired players and who maybe has a shot at Canton and who doesn't. But um, we can do that closer to probably the start of the season. Um, any big stories come out of training camp and all that, definitely talk about that on here. But with that, uh, thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you liked this episode. If you did, hit the like button. Uh, subscribe so that way you can find out whenever I do upload and go back and check, check out some other episodes before this one. And... Yeah, hopefully you guys, if you're on Twitter, if you're active on Twitter, just follow the show there to be interactive. As I say, week after, episode after episode, want to be interactive with you guys. And right now, I feel like the best way is on Twitter until we go video, of course, and then we could do live chat or whatever, but that's neither here nor there. So, but um, hope you're having a good day whenever you are listening to this and um, yeah I already set you guys up for the rest of the week and into next week but um, yeah so thanks again uh, God bless um, be safe of course definitely have to say that and I will catch you in the next episode alright Introducing Carvana Value Tracker, where you can track your car's value over time and learn what's driving it. It might make you excited. Whoa, didn't know my car was valued this high. It might make you nervous. Uh Uh-oh, market's flooded. My car's value just dipped 2.3%. It might make you optimistic. Our low mileage is paying off. Our value's up. And it might make you realistic. Mm, Car prices haven't gone up in a couple weeks. Maybe it's time to sell. But it will definitely make you an expert on your car's value. Carvana Value Tracker. Visit Carvana.com to start tracking your car's value today.